Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. I'm really glad to have this guy on because there's so much controversy over the founding of this country, what happened when people came here from Europe. And I want to get into it with a historian and author, Jeff Finn Paul. It's Jeff Finn, F-Y-N-N dash P-A-U-L. Uh, he's an author of a brand new book that's out. Uh, Jeff, first of all, how are you? Good to see you. I'm doing great. Thanks a lot for having me on, Joe. You're very welcome. The name of the book is Not Stolen, The Truth About European Colonialism in the New World. Um, I don't know what the story is here, Jeff, other than you don't seem to understand. We invented slavery. White people conquered the entire world because genocide was their best friend. And if you don't believe that, then you're in big trouble in this country. Is that not what happened? Yeah, well, that's just it. I mean, that's what you hear everywhere, and that's what all my colleagues are trying to get everybody to believe. But the facts are right there. If you look at most history books published before about 2010, they all tell you the opposite of what you're hearing today. Well, then why do you think they've given in? In your heart of hearts, why allow a few radicals, and that's really who we're talking about, to yeah. change the actual history of this country and make us look so bad? Is that is that something we desire, to look bad? Well, you know, I just think that once BLM took on a certain amount of momentum, I think that everybody was afraid to stand up and they didn't want to look like a bad person. And I think simply that that idea of not looking like a bad person was enough to cow everybody into submission, even if they knew that what they were endorsing was was not right. Well, let me let me start from the start. Then Um, we're told that Europeans showed up with their white lily white skin and decided to kill anybody and everybody they saw that didn't look like them or enslave them. Is that true? Well, the funny thing is, is the idea of racism wasn't even really invented. The idea of different races were not invented until the late 18th century. So Europeans arrived thinking that Native Americans were the same color as themselves. Because generally speaking, I'm Southern European. We are kind of the same skin tone, to be honest with you. Um, but at the end of the day, are we talking the 1400s here? What, what time period do you start looking back This through? is even the 16 and 1700s. Most Europeans arrived in North America, and there were all these stories saying, oh, when Native American babies are born, they're born the same color as Europeans. And the belief was because living at northern latitudes, they were the same color as Europeans. Wow. And and that's, again, they don't show up and say, I'm superior because I'm this, you're inferior because you're that. They showed up and actually did what? Well, the thing is, a lot of Europeans wanted to marry Indian noble women, such as Pocahontas was seen as a princess, because they thought this would actually raise their social status. So they wanted to marry noble Native Americans because they thought they were better than them. It's it's crazy. And now it's we've gotten to the point... Well, well, it is. It's the complete opposite of racism. And by the way, I think the Europeans might have expired had they not worked with those who were natively here. Uh, otherwise, they wouldn't know how to take care of the land. They wouldn't know how to go and hunt for food. I mean, I guess in a general sense they would, but in, in actually harvesting what was available here. And the whole idea that um, somehow Native Americans or American Indians were enslaved and the first Thanksgiving showed them serving the white man, that's not true either, is it? That is just such a ridiculous idea. Almost immediately, every European government put a moratorium on enslaving Native Americans. Queen Isabella of Spain said that right away. Columbus actually tried to ship back a few natives as slaves. And Queen Isabella ransomed them all and said, nope, you cannot enslave these people. And that was normative uh, for the next several hundred years. Isn't that amazing? So you're literally saying it's the past 13 years that we've changed this story. 
Exactly. And meanwhile, Native American warriors, one of their main aims in war was to enslave people. And, and the men would often just be killed, but they were trying to get women and children to enslave that they could increase the numbers of their own tribe, which makes sense. But this idea that they didn't enslave each other uh, is, of course, ridiculous. It is, uh, again, uh, Jeff Finn Paul. His book is called Not Stolen, The Truth About European Colonialism in the New World. It's out September 19th, so in a few days, go and get this. You can get it on Amazon, right, Jeff? Yeah, it's pre-orderable now. Okay, go and pre-order it right now. Let, let me talk about something that modern day has come to fore again. We can't enjoy Mount Rushmore because we stole it from somebody, and it's really native land. We have to give it back. Did we show up here and just steal everything? Because I think in your book you outlined that we actually bought a bunch of stuff, and we, we were doing actual land trade back then. People don't realize it, but in the places of North America where natives were farming intensively, such as along the East Coast, Europeans immediately recognized that these people owned their own farmland, and therefore they arranged to buy it from them before they would move on to the land. Wow. And they, they did the same thing down in Mexico. The Spanish actually kept entire villages intact where only uh, natives were allowed to own the land. Um, it was only really in the plain states in the mid-19th century where there was almost nobody living and where everybody was nomads that, um, you know, the land wasn't bought, partially because no one really even owned it. So, so people would show up and just sort of stake a claim. Yeah, yeah. In in the in the Plains states, there was maybe two or three thousand people living in, in the area of an entire state and they just moved around. But everywhere east of the Mississippi, in most places, you find that the land was sold willingly by tribes which were were uh, trading land for things they really needed, such as metal tools, such as clothing and such as firearms. So in other words, there was like a real estate trade going on. Absolutely. And a lot of times natives themselves were the real estate traders. That's one of the big ironies here. You go back into the 17th and 18th centuries and you find a lot of Native Americans making a killing selling native land to uh, to uh, white people and sometimes to other natives. I am um, 57 years old. Really smart guy. I consider myself smart. I've never heard before that we were like through real estate dealings and brokering. We were buying land. I've always heard that we somehow got it from them. They never really explained how we got it from them, but we somehow showed up and took it. And if you don't like it, we're going to commit genocide and, and massacre the women. And, and it turns out we had 400 years ago, we had people buying and selling land like we do today. Absolutely. There was a very uh, thick and busy land market in New England in the 17th century. There's entire books about it. And yet somehow today, nobody uh, talks about that. Nobody hears about it. When people try to stake a claim today that, hey, you stole this from my tribe, you stole this from my family. This is historically my family's land. I think it's the Blackfoot Indians think that they own Mount Rushmore. Can we go back in history and find these deals and find any record of this was sold and bought like we would do so today? With Mount Rushmore, you look at the tribe who's claiming these things, and they actually were only occupying the land for about 100 or 150 years and had to displaced about seven or eight other tribes on their move west. I think they were originally in Minnesota around okay. the year 1500. So, so they stole it from somebody else? Uh, yeah, that's what's going on. So the idea that they... <laughs> so how far back do we go, Jeff? What's how far that? back do we go? Well, it, it's the same thing with, uh, you know, Europe right after the Roman Empire, the Germanic tribes were moving all around. You can't say that anybody owned any one piece of land for more than 50 or 100 years. They were always pushing each other off. That's the way it is in a tribal society. And so it was the same uh, in, in Native American territories. 
Jeff Finn Paul. It's F-Y-N-N dash P-A-U-L. Jeff Finn Paul. Go get his book. It's called Stolen, uh, not Stolen, The Truth About European Colonialism in the New World. It's out September 19th. You can pre-order it right now on Amazon. How about the idea that the Europeans showed up and spread smallpox everywhere and killed everybody with smallpox? Oh, man. So I looked into that and I was thinking, all right, this may be a hard thing to, uh, you know, try to defend Europeans about or it might not be worth trying to defend them on this. And I go and it turns out there is one instance in all of American history that anyone has found in an archive where Europeans tried to spread smallpox to the natives via blankets or anything else. One case. One case. That's it. And yet all of my students, if you ask, they're like, of course, Europeans spread uh, spread smallpox. Uh, But here's the problem, and this is the big problem. People can say whatever they want. I'm okay with that. I'm I'm a free speech guy. But when we're forced to pay for public schooling and public education is teaching non-truths about history... How do do we uh, combat that other than a great book like you just wrote? And I hope everybody goes and gets it. We're not going to be able to get your book into the classroom. How do we stop this woke ideology that's taking over that basically paints us as a horrible people? You know, I'm hoping that with more books like mine and uh, other books that have been coming out in the last year or two, that truth will out. I mean, I think we really have to believe that uh, if we keep telling the truth sooner or later, people are going to be forced to listen. I hope so. Uh, Jeff uh, Finn Paul. It's F-I. I want to say Flynn, and I apologize. I know. It's uh, Jeff Finn Paul. uh, Go and get his book. Um, Let me ask you about the idea that we regularly, or the Europeans that settled, or the early Americans, would regularly round up Indians and massacre them. From what I understand, we did that constantly. In fact, Andrew Jackson was massacring uh, massacring Indians uh, every day when he woke up in the morning. Let me go kill some Indians. Is that the case or not? The official toll that's even cited on Wikipedia of Indian deaths in massacres before the year 1848 is about 8,000 natives. Meanwhile, the natives had massacred about 9,000 Europeans by the same day. Wow. And again, we never, ever, ever, never hear about the the massacre the other way around. And I think the reason why, and I, and I, I know that you get into this in the book, is because we are sold on the fact that American Indians, Native Americans, indigenous people, whatever we're calling people today, that they are just peaceful. There was no war. I mean, forget about the Aztecs and the Mayans. We can't talk about them. But but otherwise, everybody was great. They were just peace-loving people. The the Europeans showed up and with modern weaponry and killed everybody. When in essence, you had many, many tribes, did you not, that were warrior tribes, that their job was to go killing people. Yeah. Well, in every tribal society around the world, it's not just Native Americans. I mean, rulers only monopolized violence in a tiny area. That meant you had lots of neighbors and they were basically all free. It was a sort of anarchy to attack anybody they wanted. So every male was raised as a warrior. That was their occupation. I mean, that that pretty much says it all. You're raised as a warrior, but you're only smoking the peace pipe. So, so, so how have we changed that narrative so effectively? We know, listen, what was it, the Aztecs that would kill you by taking your heart out, showing it to you before you mm. died? I mean, the, the, they were, the, the genocide that happened in Mexico just by yeah. those tribes is unbelievable. Yeah. But how did we get to the point to where everybody is living in a teepee and wants to be left alone and the evil white man showed up. It was, well, do you think that still was from 2010 till 10? You know what? No, this is a narrative that really changed during the hippie movement in the in the 1970s. If you look okay. at Boy Scout manuals in the 50s and 60s, they were praising Native Americans as, as tough warriors who were shrewd and could do all sorts of superhuman uh, feats. 
This is why we used to name sports teams after Indians and why the U.S. military has so many Indian names inside of it. Uh, but in the 1970s, the, the peaceniks then tried to appropriate the Indians for their own narrative, pretending that they were only smoking peace pipes and that kind of thing. Wow. It's amazing to me. Yeah, I think the whole sports mascot uh, argument is stupid. If I were a Native American or an Indian, I would want them to name sports teams after me because last time I checked, sports teams want, want to win. They want you to be strong. They want to, they want to be victorious. I want that to be yeah. named after me. And it's good for your brand, right? If you're a Native American, yeah. it's just good for people to know that you exist. They were originally, these things were done as, as signs of honor, not as anything else. Why do you think this happened? Why do you think the big change, Jeff? Was it because we have to prove that we were founded on some sort of a, a bag of lies and, and we're a horrible people, then, then we can change this into a socialist society? What's, what's the push? Many Native American, many American Indians, I don't call them Native American, I say American Indian. Many American Indians that I know and that I've spoken with have all said, we don't want this argument. We don't want people to try to minimize us or act like we have to be some protected class. We're strong. We're virile people. We, we love our history and we're steeped in our history. Why then is this pushed by the far left radicals to change the entire narrative? What do they get out of it? Well, you know what? I mean, it's been the same thing that the cultural Marxists have been doing since the 1970s. They're trying to discredit capitalism. They're trying to discredit the West. And in the end, I think they're trying to discredit democracy, although they won't say it. Uh, and and they, they really want some kind of revolution and to overthrow the system. I don't think they really know what they want, except to maybe complain about things and hope that things fall apart. They want what, what they don't have now. And once they get what they're asking for, they're not going to want that either. I think you're right. Uh, Jeff Finn... I'm saying it right, right? Yeah, Jeff Finn Paul, Paul Finn-Paul, F-Y-N-N-P-A-U-L. His book is called Not Stolen, The Truth About European Colonialism, The New World. One last question. The idea out there by the far left, those who do things like the 1619 Project, which is a made-up story, yeah. um, they will allege that white people on this planet somehow created slavery. You get in depth in your book that not only was the slave trade alive and well with Native uh, Americans or American Indians, but uh, they might have been doing it before the white man did. F fill me in on this. this. This is not a white ideology. Is it slavery? I edit a book series on global slavery. So scholars know that this exists in the Islamic world. There were 10 million Africans trafficked across the Sahara to the Islamic world before uh, the year 1800. Wow. In the New World, there was slavery existing from Alaska down to the tip of South America. This is ubiquitous across the world. And it was really Western Europe that started banning slavery first in the Middle Ages. So the narrative, the truth is actually opposite what we hear. And by the way, I think England uh, banned slavery completely in the 1830s. And then we did it, of course, in the 1860s. Although, you can go back in the history books in this country in the late 1700s already, states were banning, individually banning slavery because they believed yes. in federalism, that they would do it on the state level. That's not taught at all, is it? No, and Jefferson banned imports of slaves. I mean, you see all of these anti-slavery movements going on in the United States. There was, a, there was a huge fight going on from the beginning, and we hardly hear anything of that. We hear with the 1619 Project that slavery is the, the axis around which American history revolves. That's completely false. Yeah, it is. And I'm glad that you're proving that to be so. Go and get yep. this book. It's called Not Stolen, The Truth About European Colonialism in the New World. It's out September 19th. Good news is you can go to Amazon right now and pre-order this. It's called Not Stolen. His name is Jeff Finn Paul. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming on. I love history. We've got to do this again. Can we? Yes, absolutely. I'd love to be on again, Joe. Thanks. All right, Jeff. This was great. I, yeah, I appreciate you. We're back after this. Stay right here. 
This is the Joe Pegg Show. N-N-P-A-U-L. Great information. Not stolen is the name of the book. You can go to Amazon, look it up right now, and pre-order it. I don't know, if you're like me, then you know that history is really important. History is not debatable. You, you know what I mean? People try to pretend that history is somehow debatable. It's not. It happened. You tell the story. Does it come from his story? Probably. If you don't know the gender of the person... Back in the day, when you spoke English, you would assume the masculine. So history probably is his story. But that's what it is. And people say, well, you know, history really goes to the victor. Not really. I mean, you can actually decipher what really happened in any situation as long as you have all the information. And we're not, that's the problem. We're not given all the information. My entire upbringing, Christopher Columbus was heralded. He sailed the, the ocean blue. 1492. And now we're supposed to believe he was a genocidal maniac who was sending slaves back to, to the queen in Spain. And we have to hate him. We have to call it Indigenous People's Day coming up. We can't call it Columbus Day. All BS. So somebody's written a book that actually outlines history. Now, the people that should get it are just about everybody. But you should especially get it if you think we somehow created slavery. Or somehow Europeans came here and committed genocide on everybody. Those are the people that should get it. Because you're going from a false narrative and you never heard the other side. I've heard both sides now. I got the the true side, generally, growing up. Then I got the untrue side, 1619 Project, Black Lives Matter, so on. And I know I can decipher which one is right, which one's wrong. And you can also do that as long as you are inquisitive enough to go and read up about it. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Do me a favor. I've got some of the, the KJP bites over on my social media. Joe Talk Show on YouTube and Instagram. It's Joe Pags over on TikTok. So go and check all, all of them out. we got to get out of here for now. For, uh, for Kurt, for CJM, Joe, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye.